with uh, the word that was shared this morning, if you're new to the church, there's a booklet in your seat back called Naturally Supernatural, and it talks about how God desires to speak to his church even today. And so if you're uh, not real familiar with some of those passages in the New Testament that talk to us about how God desires to speak and in spiritual gifts, I encourage you to, to take that home with you to read through that. And if you've got questions, feel free to ask me, ask the, the pastoral staff or others as well. Um, we'd love to encourage you in your understanding of the New Testament as a New Testament church. Uh, we want to follow the Lord and his leading in our lives. Uh, well, this morning is, uh, is an exciting day for us as we look at vision and vision for the church. The writer of Proverbs, he says that where there is no vision, people perish. And I will also say that where there is no vision, churches perish. I've seen that over and over. That when the church stopped fulfilling its mandate, when churches stopped fulfilling their mission and mandate as given by God, uh, a lot of times they have to close their doors. Uh, well, let this not be for Connection Point. We know what God desires for us, and we want to chase after it with all of our heart and soul and mind. And so we have been spending months uh, leading up to this point, and God, what do you want from Connection Point? What do you desire of this church and its people? Uh, for this church is not this building. This church is the people sitting in these chairs right now. And this church is the kids back in Brightside and Cove and Big Backyard. And so we want to be the church that Jesus desires for us to be. So we're going to share with you a vision so that when people ask, what is it that Connection Point Church is all about, you should have that answer. So we're going to share that vision video with you this morning. walk through your halls at work, as you shop for groceries in Walmart, as you walk your dog in your neighborhood, what do you see in the faces of those you walk past? People going through the motions, living, breathing, but where's the passion? Where's the life purpose? Many seemingly have decided to pursue everything this world has to offer. Some people pursue the American dream as an end in itself, a good job, a nice home, cars, retirement, in short, a safe and satisfying life, a life that doesn't require faith. All these things provide passion and purpose for a little while, but after some time, we wind up living meaningless lives. But that's not what God intended. Jesus promised a rich and satisfying life but we need to live it out, dedicated to His purposes and plans. We were created in the image of God to have fellowship with God, and anything outside of God winds up shallow and empty. So how can we live this life? How can we live a rich and satisfying life with purpose and meaning? How can we make our life count for eternity? To answer these questions, we have to look at our world today. As we look at the world, a population of over 7 billion people, we know two babies are born every second. Two, four, six, eight, ten babies in five seconds. The world is growing in the number of people born every second, but it is also growing increasingly evil. 
two-thirds of the world is lost without knowledge of the saving message of Jesus. That means over four and a half billion people still need to hear the story of Jesus. Four and a half billion. If these people do not make a decision to follow Jesus, what happens to them when they die? Living in Sudan and East Jerusalem, our family shared the story of Jesus in areas where less than 2% of the population knew who Jesus was, and even fewer who were in a passionate relationship with him. We've seen extreme lostness firsthand. Our world needs Jesus to be reconnected with its creator. But let's bring that closer to home. What's the spiritual state of people in our area? 67% of our near neighbors are unchurched. We have churches in our area, but our community is not attending them. We can't always expect them to come to us. We must be willing to go to them. Every six to seven houses I pass out of 10 represent families not connected to Christ. Adults, children, senior citizens living without passion for Jesus. The last three houses could represent families who have a relationship with Jesus, while the next six to seven represent lostness. Lost. 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 Does not attend church. Does not have a relationship with Jesus. They died today. Would live forever separated from God. God help us. This problem will continue to go unaddressed unless we ignite a passion for Jesus in our church with our near neighbors and our global village. Jesus promised his followers would live a meaningful life. But how did he plan for this to happen? Jesus told us how to do it. He commanded, go into all the world, making disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If we believe the words written in this book, that God is for people, that he sent his son to rescue them, all of them, every tribe, people, language, and nation, then it would be the epitome of hate to not share the story of Jesus with them. What if we in the church began to live out the message of Jesus? What if Connection Point created a culture that empowered people to abide daily, to live the word, to share the story of Jesus, to give generously and to serve others? To live this way is to ignite passion for Jesus. How are we as a church igniting passion for Jesus? We've restructured our Sunday morning transformational worship gatherings. We've included time for people to talk with one another to hold them accountable to living out God's Word. To create a place where people can be genuinely known, lovingly supported, and honestly challenged. We've added a regular testimony time to our services so our faith family is aware of what is happening in and through the lives of people at Connection Point. We've scheduled regular times to celebrate decisions to follow Jesus through water baptism. 
We've created a service structure for people to be naturally supernatural, allowing the Spirit to lead our times together as people share a word given to them during the worship gathering. We've helped link up new believers with mature followers of Jesus as a part of Multiply Discipleship to encourage people in their newfound faith. We must be a community of disciple makers. This summer, our connect groups will coordinate and work through the study of the resistance, the church and its mission. It's a study on what Jesus expects of his church. We want to be a church that's grounded in what Jesus expects of our faith family. Connection Point is creating a culture that empowers people to abide daily. It probably began as a duty. You know, as a Christian, you feel like, I should spend time with Jesus. At this point in my life, it's a desire. It's, it's, I love that song we sing, you're more than the breath I breathe. And it, that's kind of the way it is, to take that time every single day and to know that I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna meet Jesus. You know, I'm gonna talk to him. And then some, some days you go and you say, Jesus, are you there? You don't hear anything. But then later in the day, something will happen and you'll have words of encouragement or you'll have um, hope that you can give to somebody and you go, oh, wait a minute, that's Jesus. That, he, he, this is what he spoke to me in that time that I set aside that morning. You know, when Moses was on the mountain, he came down, his face was all shiny. I don't know that he knew that his face was shiny. And I think when we abide with Christ, sometimes we don't realize how that time rubs off on us and what we carry out with us to the, to the world and to the lost and to our friends and, and to our church mates. But usually for an hour, I'm with, my, with the Word. I'm reading. I usually start with Psalms. Psalms just lift my soul. And, um, and then usually I'll have a reading schedule, but sometimes just from that psalm, the Lord will just sort of direct me to something in the New Testament, or um, I'll have a thought and I'll just sort of pursue that. And I sometimes just sit there and listen. And maybe all I'm hearing is the birds singing outside, but then maybe sometimes I really do believe I hear the voice of the Lord. Just encouragement or Sometimes he'll carry your thoughts to a certain spot and you'll have, oh, that's what I need to do about this issue in my life. God didn't create us to be doers. He created us in relationship to be his children. And so that's that being time where you allow him to speak to you out of his word, by his spirit, praying in tongues, edifying yourself in the Holy Ghost. You know, that's, that's the abiding time. I don't know how to live without it. It's the air I breathe, it's the food I eat, it's the drink I drink, it's the song I sing. He's the joy, he's the lover of my soul. What else is there? Connection Point is creating a culture that empowers people to live the Word. Um, living the Word is just pushing me into a deeper relationship with Christ and a deeper sense of communion. We want others to come to Christ, so being able to have that word in your heart and not relying on my own ability to speak. Um, there's been many times that I've been prompted to give a word, but I've not felt equipped to do that. And that's me relying on my own natural ability. But being 
immersed in the Word and having that in my heart, I'm confident that the Holy Spirit then can work through me and speak supernaturally. And I'm not, it's not me up there speaking, it's God and the Holy Spirit just totally working through me and me just being a conduit for that. And by doing that, we're making ourselves available to be used. And, and the Word is just a way, another way of connecting, being in prayer, being in the Word, and being available to be used to bring others and make disciples amongst the nations, amongst our community, amongst those that are before us. And there's been opportunities in my job um, that previously either I've not recognized them as opportunities, um, but just to witness. There's been lots of opportunities here recently that people have come to me with personal problems, um, just situations just in life, whether it be marriages, job opportunities that I've been able to speak truth into their lives and just witness to them um, and just plant that seed of saying, hey, we just, you know, take it to God in prayer. In the past, I've not recognized those as opportunities to witness. I've just operated in my natural ability to try to give advice and not be godly advice. And a lot of the times it's not, well, every time it's been the Holy Spirit speaking through me and it's not me speaking because that's not my gifting by any means. Naturally, it's not. You know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're continually in God's word, that's going to saturate your heart. And over time, that's going to, those are going to be your thoughts. His thoughts will be your thoughts. His words will be your words. Without the word, you're, it, it's, a, it's a ship without a sail. There's no wind. There's no, there's no guidance. There's no direction behind what you're doing. You're trying to operate within your own natural ability and you're going to go around in circles. You're going to, there's, you're going to aim, but you're going to miss every time. Without him, we are, we are lost individuals. Connection Point is creating a culture that empowers people to share the story of Jesus. To me, the story of Jesus and the love of Jesus isn't any different in the workplace than it is at church or than it is at home with your family. You know, it's the same, it's the same Savior. It's the same Jesus. Being able to share the story of Jesus in the workplace is really no different than anywhere else. Um, you know, whether it's with your children or your grandchildren or, um, you know, your sister, your neighbor, it's really no different. And it's the same two basic things that I've taught my children for years. Number one, we just have to remember it's not about us. And number two, I'd always tell my kids, bless someone because they need it today. And those two things just help us to remember um, when we're really thinking about Christ and it's about moving his kingdom forward. And um, it's about eternity. It's not about today. It's not about what people think of us here and now, but it's about him. It takes the focus off of us onto him, and it's so easy to share the story. I chose to start doing this a couple years ago where I use my commute time to work um, to really get centered with the Lord. I spend it saying, Lord, what is it that you have today? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing to help be your hands and feet? And it refocuses your thoughts. Like it helps you to realize that the day is not about you. 
and it, it, it really almost takes the pressure off of you a little bit, but it frees you up to be able to really share um, the story of who he is and to, and to walk in his love because you're no longer worried about um, what the coworker's thinking of you or the client that you're meeting that day. Um, it just frees you up. I can think of one, one time in particular just kind of came to mind. Um, our mailman at our office actually came inside and um, I could tell he was very distraught. I know that if it wasn't for that time that I specifically pray in the morning saying, God, I need your strength, I need your help, and use me to grow your kingdom, I don't know that I would have been bold enough um, to share and, and to help. And I literally just prayed right there on the spot with him. And it was amazing to see um, the outcome, you know, just his countenance that changed. And, and I can say honestly from that day, uh, every day he comes into the office now. <laughs> So um, it's true, people just need to be blessed. They need to know there's hope, and there's only one true hope. One day someone's gonna walk in the door and, and it's just gonna be that moment that God's gonna use you. Connection Point is creating a culture that empowers people to give generously. Giving to me has uh, proven over the course of my life, and I've been around the uh, old globe a few times here, but what I have found throughout my Christian walk is that if you make a commitment to tithe, I think the Lord looks out for you. And I mean by that, I'll readily admit that I've made tons of mistakes in my life, many bad financial decisions, but the Lord has seen us through those and has, has prospered us in spite of my bad judgment. And so I think if, if, if we look to always give God the first tenth plus, I think he'll, uh, he'll help us to get through some of those pitfalls that we find ourselves falling into occasionally. Well, what I've learned in the last 20 years or so of my life is that the real joy in life comes from sharing your resources with others financially and the, the gifts and skills that God has uh, blessed you with. And so I've, I've learned to do that and I think it's, it's kind of a conscious effort that you have to acquire and learn as you go through life because it's just not something you do, you do naturally. But <clears throat> I've learned that, that giving of my time and my resources is what really makes my life fulfilling at this point. It, uh, when you're younger and you have many pressures from outside, uh, pressures of making a living, raising children, and all the challenges that go, go with those, uh, sometimes you just don't have the time to really evaluate what your giving means to you and what it means to others. And so, I've really tried to invest, and as most people know, I, I spend a lot of time at Indiana Wesleyan University these days, and, and I've learned that my true blessings in life now come from sharing my life with others, and especially with young people. I, I just love that. And it's helped keep me young, so to speak. Connection Point is creating a culture that empowers people to serve others. Well, for most of my life, I viewed serving as 
really more um, of an opportunity to please people, make people happy, and if I'm making people happy, then you know that'll give me some affirmation and praise. You know, it it really had little to do with God and others, and I, I realized recently it had had a lot more to do with me. Our family was in a car accident back in the fall, and uh, that's really what woke me up to complacency in my walk with the Lord and um, helped me to see that my mentality about service and and just um, walking with the Lord in general um, was just a little off. Not long after that, Pastor Zach and Shelley came and started teaching about um, abiding time and spending an extravagant amount of time with the Lord, and that really resonated in my heart, and I actually began doing that. And as I began really um, spending more time with Him and uh, chasing Him in, in a new and fresh way, um, the Lord really began renewing my strength and I had been, you know, with wanting to please others and uh, serve to be recognized. I was willing to do just about anything and serve anywhere and say yes to every opportunity and I would get burned out. But as the Lord renewed my strength, um, He also gave me direction on you know, where he wanted to specifically use the talents that he had given me. He's, he's given uh, me certain gifts that he wants to use, but um, I, I can't be used everywhere because then I, I'm used up and I'm doing it in my own strength. And um, so as I began really um, leaning into his strength, uh, he's given me direction for where to serve specifically within the church. I have new life. Um, purpose and it's not found in the serving but more in him and um, the Lord reminded me of the uh, verse in Colossians 3:23. whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not for men my my heart and my prayer is also um, Lord how do you want to use me beyond the walls of the church and within our community and how can we be salt and light to our community and to our world. Deanne, Naren, David, Brenda, and Beth are world changers, igniting passion for Jesus by abiding daily, living the word, sharing the story of Jesus, giving generously, and serving others. But what are we doing to ignite passion for Jesus with our near neighbors? We held a chili cook-off and cornhole tournament for the Men of Connection Point in January. We hosted our Easter extravaganza, opening the doors of our church to 2,800 people from our community for fun prizes and games and an opportunity to return the next day for our Easter worship gathering. In June, Connection Point is hosting Mega Sports Camp to get the boys and girls out of their chairs and into the Word. The teenagers who are a part of Infusion are igniting passion for Jesus every week by coming forward during the Sunday morning song time to worship in spirit and in truth. We also gather every week on Wednesday night and on Sunday night to experience God and grow in community together. In July, we're gonna have a backpack drive to help provide school supplies for kids in need over at Klondike Elementary School. In August, we will 
provide an opportunity for you to adopt a Purdue student to be a family away from home for those students looking to attend a church during their time at Purdue. We will share a message series in August and September on Be Jesus to help us better understand how we can be the hands and feet of Jesus to our world. We will host a Freedom Run 5K over Labor Day weekend to raise support and awareness for sex slavery and human trafficking. We will continue to raise support until everyone is free. This fall, we will have our women's rally, a girls' night out. We're gonna gather our women together. We're gonna to grow in relationship with God and in unity as a sisterhood. In October, we will participate in a Convoy of Hope outreach where the people of Greater Lafayette will receive groceries, health screenings, family portraits, haircuts, hot meals, and job placement assistance. In the fall, we will host our annual Pumpkin Palooza event to welcome our community into our church for a fall harvest party. The goal of our community events is to provide an on-ramp for people to experience a loving, authentic, Jesus-centered faith family. To join us on a Sunday morning transformational worship gathering, to join a connect group, to come full circle to where they're serving the community they live in, to be world changers. Moving people from lost without Jesus to found to connected to igniting passion for Him with others. But we can't just ignite passion for Jesus with our church and our near neighbors. We need to make world changers of every nation. This year we will be hosting monthly missionary guests. In January, we hosted a couple that were working in Israel. In February, we hosted church planters from Oman. And in April, we had a family that was headed towards the Dominican Republic. Over the course of the year, we will host missionaries from India, Madagascar, Morocco, Argentina, and Israel. In July, you'll have an opportunity to be a part of the Purdue International Friendship Program. You can connect with an international student and share the love of Jesus through the gift of hospitality. In October, Connection Point will host our first annual Global Passion Conference. We will hear from Jeff and Marianne Stone, a family planting churches amongst unreached people in the Middle East. Mark and Pat Kinney will visit with our children to talk about reaching kids in Argentina. And Jeff Hartensfeld, head of Assemblies of God World Mission Mobilization, will come and cast vision for global mission as well. We will have a global prayer event, praying for the lost throughout the world. You will have an opportunity to become a part of Connection Point Missions Team, participating in prayer, hosting missionary guests, and making decisions regarding our global imprint. The church that blesses the world is blessed by God. Connection Point is igniting passion for Jesus in our church, with our near neighbors, and in our global village. Connection Point has been around for 30 years, so why must we begin to increase our ability to do this now? Connection Point has never been more ready. With the balcony finished and enough parking spaces for almost 650 people, the church is well equipped to bring people in and send them back out to change the world. God is pouring out His Spirit for lives to be changed, made more in His image, sent as salt and light to the world around them. During the month of March, 54 adults and children made a decision to follow Jesus. 13 were water baptized, two baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is moving at Connection Point and among our near neighbors. The Spirit is being poured out in many areas around the world, even in hostile ones. 
The underground church is growing rapidly in China, Iran, and throughout the Middle East. Before we left the Middle East, we had opportunity to see a handful of Muslim background believers grow into a large movement. And this really happened because of one man, Omar, who was formerly trained as a, as a suicide bomber, zealous for God and, and Islam, zealous for his faith in Islam, but, but turned radical in his faith in Jesus, in his love of Jesus, the Son of God. And so, as he became a follower of Jesus, he was persecuted for his faith, placed under house arrest by the local sheikh. But eventually, as years went by, that, that tension, it, it eased up and he was allowed greater freedom. And with that freedom, he felt led to start Bible studies in the local mosques. On these side rooms, he would go and talk about Jesus. And people would come and listen. At some point, he felt led to go and talk with the sheikh that put him under house arrest. So he began to meet with him weekly and, and talk about Jesus, have conversations. And at first, the sheikh was very resistant, but eventually he began to open up. At some point, some men in the mosque became very upset with Omar for the way he was talking about Jesus. So they brought him before the sheikh, not realizing that he was getting together with him. And they told the sheikh, we're upset with Omar for the way that he's talking about Jesus in the mosques. And the sheikh responded, you know, when you go to the mosque, if you want to learn about end times, you go talk to Ahmed. And, and if you want to learn about prayer, you go talk to Bashar. Well, if you want to learn about Jesus, go and talk to Omar. It was amazing that Omar had this open door, this opportunity to talk about Jesus wherever he went. And so he did. And so before we left, a year before we left, we saw that movement grow from a couple of dozen of Muslim background believers to almost 200 by last December. And then before we left last spring, we saw it grow to about 600. And by last fall, we saw that movement grow to thousands of Muslim background believers being changed that were set free because of the message of Jesus. Omar is igniting passion for Jesus in the Middle East. You know, researchers tell us that more Muslims have come to faith in Christ in the last 10 years than in the last 15 centuries of Islam. God is on the move in the Muslim world. The world is ready to be ignited with passion for Jesus. Will Connection Point be a part of this great rescue? The Spirit is moving, but I know there are some that think that sharing the story of Jesus really isn't that important. Some have concluded that the most honorable route is to rest quietly in your beliefs and to resist the urge of sharing your beliefs with someone else. Many professing Christians have embraced the idea that religion is merely a matter of preference or opinion and that in the end all religions are fundamentally the same. They think there is no need to trust in Christ, to know God, or to go to heaven. So then there's no need to encourage someone to embrace the truth of Christianity. Now you may think, well that's not me, I, I know that the only way to God is through Jesus. But if you're not careful, you may practically wind up leading this kind of life. That you claim Christianity is necessary for salvation, and yet you live your Christianity in silence as if people around the world will indeed be okay in the end without Christ. But we can't lose sight of what's at stake here. People are dying, forever separated from God, without ever knowing the good news of Jesus. We have an indescribable urgency to go to them. There is no plan B. 
The church is God's plan for sharing the story of Jesus with the world. Over 2,000 people have died without knowledge of Jesus while we've been sitting here watching this video. 2,000. Over four times the amount of people sitting in this room. There are over four and a half billion people out there in the world waiting for us to get on mission to ignite passion for Jesus in our church, with our near neighbors, and in our global village. Will you be a world changer? I am a world changer. I'm a world changer. I'm a world changer at Connection Point. And I'm igniting passion for Jesus. And I'm igniting passion for Jesus. By abiding daily. By living the word. By sharing the story of Jesus. By giving generously. By serving others. Are you a world changer at Connection Point? Are you finding life purpose by igniting passion for Jesus through abiding daily, living the word, sharing the story of Jesus, giving generously, and serving others? What could our homes look like if we were all committed to igniting passion for Jesus? What could our neighborhoods look like, our, our workplaces, the world? What will heaven look like if we're committed to igniting passion for Jesus with others? Who will be there because you committed yourself to telling others about him? Jesus said that all shall hear and then the end will come. Our mission is to ignite passion for Jesus in our church, with our near neighbors, and in our global village to serve as a catalyst for our Savior's return. So what must we be about? Very simple, four words. What must we be about as a church? Igniting passion for Jesus. There's bracelets on your chair to help remind you of that. I've gotten the question, why the hand? I've got this t-shirt. We've got several others with it on. Why? Because it's attached to your body. I'm going to help you remember what you're supposed to be doing. You can look at that wristband, igniting passion, and doing these five things. So raise up your right or left hand you pick. doesn't make a difference. You got to abide daily. That's the first thing. It all starts and stems from there. We've got to abide. The second thing is we've got to live the word. And I've gotten the question, what's it mean to live the word? Love God and love others. It's not complicated. Next thing is, is sharing that story of Jesus. Then we're going to give generously and we're going to serve others. Those five things. That's it. So we do the hand because it's attached to you and I can remind you periodically. <laughs> so hopefully you can remember but it's also that hand that can then, we got on the back of the shirt, that can hold that torch to ignite passion for Jesus. That's what we need to be about as a church. If we want to fulfill our missional mandate from the cross, from Jesus, we've got to be those kinds of people. You know, it's interesting, what I have found in talking with people is sometimes they may exhibit one or two of those things, but it really takes living out all five. Um, so I encourage you, we've got to ignite passion for Jesus and do it through those means. As we were spending our, we had just gotten here a couple of weeks in, and we did our week of prayer in January. I was praying, God, what is it that you're wanting from this church? What are you going to do here this year? And it started with what he said is refining, defining, and first fruits. That the Lord was going to be refining people to call them unto himself, defining what it is that he wants of this church, which is igniting passion for him. And then he's also, we're going to see first fruits. And we've seen that. 
but I know we're just scratching the surface. We have yet to see what God really wants to do through this church and in this community and through the world. And so we're going to continue to pursue Christ. We're going to continue to ignite passion for him. And it's been interesting as, as words have been shared, one that was given and the, the person that shared said, I don't think it's for today. This was a couple of weeks ago. Um, but when she shared it, I said, uh, you definitely have the heart of God because this is exactly where we're headed. Let me share this with you. It was, it was shared. It says, in fact, the verse was exactly what we talked about, that I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. We are promised, as we open in that video, that rich and satisfying life, but only as we fulfill God's purpose for our lives. And this is what the picture was that the Lord gave. It said, men building a wooden sailing ship. First, the keel was laid, then carpenters uh, were bent, fitted, and wood to form the hull. Meanwhile, other men at forges were forming and manufacturing the metal pieces needed. Also, others were twisting jute to form the miles and miles of rope needed to rig the ship. This is a picture of the Lord forming the church. You're called and selected to do your part, but you still must be bent, formed, fitted, hammered, that's called refinement, or twisted into shape to best do your part. After all that, the ship will not sail until the masts are fitted and sails unfurled. This church is a ship under construction, and the mast has yet to be raised. I think that's the important part we need to keep in mind, that God has still yet to accomplish what we really want to see accomplished through the lives of people in this church. And so I'm excited to see what God's going to do with that and excited to see where God goes from here. I'm going to invite the worship team to come because we're going to close in song. But I'm also going to invite, before they come, before you stand, I'm going to invite the ushers to come as well. Because a couple of things that we've got to do is we've got to create capacity. We've got to create capacity for what God wants to do here. And we've been working and sending some people down to visit with churches of ways that we can do that. Uh, ways that we can even streamline how we check kids in and out. Because we know to go to two services, there's things that we've got to work out. That also includes uh, this summer we hope to lay gravel. And if opportunity uh, permits to, to pave out the other entrance to Cumberland, we've got to improve what we're doing in the parking lot for coming in and going out. So very practical things we have to do to create capacity. So I'm going to invite you to be a part of Igniting Passion by way of resources and, of course, by way of centering your life on these five things that we need to see fulfilled. Uh, we know to pave and put rock out there, to extend that entryway, it's about $25,000. If we want to pave it, you can double that. So it takes some income, it takes some resource, but we know that God holds all the resource, and we trust that if he wants to see that accomplished, he's going to accomplish it. But we do have our part to play in that. So I'm just going to pray over the offering, and then the worship team is going to sing in song. So as that offering bucket passes you by, I encourage you to give. It's going to go to something called the Futures Fund, because we believe in a great future here at the church and what God wants to do. And so we're going to direct it to help us create capacity and extend the reach of the church. So I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for what you want to do here through the church in the lives of so many. And God, we ask that you would continue to pour out your spirit we pray that you would help us to live your word, to ignite passion for Jesus by abiding daily, by living the word, by sharing the story of Jesus, by giving generously and in serving others. Lord, as we come back next week and we talk about the great rescue, we know that we are called to ignite passion because you desire to rescue people in this world and you want to use us to be a part of that. So God, I do ask that you would provide opportunity and means for people to be a part by giving of themselves, and by giving of their resources that you have given them. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.